0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Great Grace to Recovery Hour. This is Bill and Tanisha. And once again, we have the opportunity to be here with you, bring you information and hopefully revelation as well. But before I get off to the cosmos, I would be remiss if I didn't first shout out to our sponsor, the Stepping Up Initiative. The Stepping Up Initiative is a national initiative that's designed to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health, substance use disorders, and that look like me and you on the inside and the outside. With that being said, shout out to our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams, because without her being the driver for this thing over a number of years, we probably wouldn't be here. Also, I'd like to shout out to Hurricane Maine and Cat 10 Entertainment. Because without that platform, we wouldn't be reaching people, even in Germany. We were looking at our our statistics and and some of our analytics, and we got viewers that are in Germany. I'm like, what? The German dudes are getting it in. Anyway, and, and so with that being said, today is a very, very, very special show. Today is a special show because this is our 52nd show this year. Yay! That's right. For all y'all that said, do they work? Yeah, we work. Not only is this the 50 second show, but this is the recap show. This is the show where we talk about all of the things that have happened over the course of the year. And and we're talking about things that have happened for us personally and internally in, in our recovery and in our lives. We're also talking about things that have happened in the organizations or multiple organizations that we represent. And we're talking about things that are happening and changing in the lives of the people we serve, as well as the provider network that we interact with. Because if people didn't know it or not, we are change agents. We are change agents, and, and you know, you can talk about it or you can be about it. So, with that being said, we have the privilege today of having some very powerful people with us. Um, we have, we have Miss Claudette Hardin, who is the president of Nami Rockdale Newton. Yay! And the crowd goes wild. We have Brenda Ernest, who is the program director for the Stepping Up Initiative. Yay! As well as the Intercept Clinician. Now, it's football season, so y'all know what Intercept means. If you've ever had your your touchdown intercepted, (laughs) oh, man, because you thought it was going that way, but really it's going this way. Um, We also have Carol Gaddy with us. And Carol has made such an incredible contribution from so many different perspectives. Carol is part of our peer support with housing and housing provider development. And she does that extremely well. She's also intricate in the cr- creation of our d- digital systems, computer systems, et cetera, et cetera. We have Lewis Usher with us today, who, oh, man, woo! I, if I told you his qualifications, it would take up the whole show. So I'm gonna kind of let him talk about that himself. But Lewis is like the valedictorian of this class, and so many other things. With that being said, I want to just kind of dig into, first and foremost, how are you and what brings you here with us this morning? What is your hope? for this engagement, because people all across the country and in other countries are gonna be having the opportunity to hear what you have to say today. What would you like to happen today? Tell them who you are, why you're here, and what your vision is for this broadcast. And we're gonna start with you Claudette.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me today. I am really happy to be here, closing out this year with you and giving you a little bit of forecast on what we're predicting for the upcoming year, which is quite a bit. This past year, I would just like to recap um, and let everyone know what we did this year so that you can anticipate what we have in store for you for the upcoming year, because what we have in store is just more of the same.
0: Wow. Um, I want to thank you so much for saying that. And before you get into telling us what you have done, can you just tell us what your hope is for this broadcast? What do you hope that people will take away from this broadcast? Well, what I'm hoping that people will
1: take away is that there are resources out there for the community. We are very active in the community as far as uh, mental health and recovery, and I would like for everyone to know, you know, even with what's been going on this past, what, year and a half, two years now with COVID, there are quite a few individuals out there who are in need of a lot of support, you know, and that we're here and we've been here to support them. And we're gonna to continue to do that. So if there's anyone out there who is struggling, whether it be everyday life struggles or um, due to the COVID, you know, we've had a lot of, um, unfortunately, we've had a lot of loss. Um, and, um, you know, with, the, with all the isolation, we've had a lot of um, onsets of uh, mental challenges with depression and anxiety. And um, I just want to let everyone know that we are out here and we're active and we're here to support you. Well, so um, first and and Claudette, and,
0: foremost, and Claudette, can you tell them once again who you are and, and what your position is in case they didn't hear it? So I
1: am the president of the Rockdale Newton NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. And um, what we do is we educate, advocate, and we bring awareness. Most importantly, we support individuals and their families who are
0: um, experiencing uh, mental health uh, challenges. Wow, thank you so much for saying that. And Brenda, so Brenda, can you tell the people out there who you are and and what you do and and what your hope is for this broadcast? All
2: right, thank you, Bill. Uh, And I too like Claudette, uh, I really appreciate you having me on. My role and what I do really have a lot of just so many different roles and I enjoy that. And what I mean by that is that this year I had an opportunity of seeing our district attorney office work very closely with people who are incarcerated in the Rockdale County Jail and come to legal disposition that take in consideration the mental health of a person. They have not shown being so convict convict and, and send someone to prison you know uh, and I can truly appreciate that coming from the prosecutor's office because they're looking at safety not just based on individuals that's walking in the community but the person who've been identified you know who, who've been arrested what I hope to continue to see are the resources you know as Claudette mentioned earlier continue to come together to make it much easier for people to be able to have access to services. That's a real big gap. People having access to services or someone willing to just take in consideration the whole problem that the person is facing. Um, I can appreciate the relationship that's been built in the Rockdale County jail. You know, I'm not saying where they're 100%, but I can tell you this. A lot of hurdles have been knocked down based upon people with mental illness. So um, I'm excited about the changes that I see. Still a lot of work to be done. Yes. And uh, so I'm hoping as we go into 2022, that more partners come to the table and be willing, you know, to just continue to run this race with us.
0: Wow. Um, I want to thank you so. so much for saying that. And we're gonna get back to you because we're gonna have some questions that will kind of give people more insight about some of those things that you're talking about. But for this question, I just wanna ask Lewis. Lewis, tell the people who you are and what you hope that people will take away from this broadcast. That's really the question. My name is
3: Lewis Sachin. I'm a participant in the uh, drug court for Rockdale County. Uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, Sober now, two years, three months. (laughs) And, <laughs> thank you. And what I like to, uh, the message I like to convey to people is that life isn't over because you have an addiction. Um, there's help, there are resources, there are people out there that really care. And there are different avenues you can take to resolve your problems. Um, don't think that you don't have a voice and no one cares, or that you're in a situation where it's just hopeless. Um, if it weren't for this program, I, I'd be in prison. Just, Just bottom line, I would be. But it was an avenue that I could take and the resources I could use to get my life back and track into a whole different direction I never dreamed of, especially at this point in my life. So don't give up. There are people that care. Listen, reach out, and take advantage of things that are going This This is something that the train is moving, it's building momentum. Get on while you can. If you can't, we'll back up and get you. But you don't have to channel, go through this alone. You don't have to navigate the channels or the rivers by yourself. There is help and there is hope. Well,
0: thank you. <laughs> Lewis, I'm so glad you showed up, man, because you actually just answered the question, man. Man, I'm grateful for you, man. Anyway, Carol. Carol, can you tell the people out there who you are and what your hope is for that people will take away from this broadcast?
4: Good morning. I'm Carol Gaddy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I My hope for this broadcast is that people that are not aware of who we are and what we do learn about us, that they see that there's resources out there, like Lewis said, that they're available to everybody. You don't have to come through the courts. I was not, I didn't come through the courts. I came on my own and that um, it's a program that helps build the community, bring us together, and just like I said, support us through our trials and tribulations that we're going to go through and getting our life back in order.
0: Well, wow, thank you so much, Carol. And, and you know, like they say in the other book, he who is first shall be last, and he who is last shall be first. So if y'all remember the first thing that I said, and that was shout out to our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams, because without the impetus, without her, without all of that, we probably wouldn't be here doing this. And guess what? The commissioner just showed it. it's commissioner time. Yes. So, commissioner, can you tell the people out there in Radio Land? And I was just sharing with them that we were looking at our analytics and we found out that we even have viewers in Germany. So, yes. So, anyway, could you tell the people out there who you are and what your hope is that people will take away from this broadcast, which is our year end recap? We're gonna get into a lot of the stuff we did, but what is basically who you are and what your hope is that people will take away from this broadcast?
5: So I am Doreen Williams. I am a uh, County Commissioner here in Rockdale County. And I have been working on the Stepping Up Initiative for a full seven years now, knowing that recovery is possible, that people need support, that, those with mental illness and substance use issues do not need to be in jail unless there's some kind of violent commission of an act. But for the the low level stuff, they don't need to be in jail. They need to be in treatment. And there, there needs to be a community of support for them. And I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate the work that Bill has done, that Brenda has done, that Tanisha has done, and that Mary Lou Snow is going to bring to the table this next year. Mary Lou is going to be our project manager for organizing and getting everything in place for a diversion center, which leads me to the next thing of 2022, there will be more support, more opportunities available Grit and Grace will have a specific location that people can come and there'll be programming and connections to services there that will be especially helpful to people who need those, those services. We're working diligently on getting a diversion center. And while I can't say a whole lot about it, I will say that it is moving along and that is why Mary Lou has been hired, so that she can look at and organize what a diversion center looks like physically, architecturally, what a diversion center looks like service-wise, and how that, how that can all work and provide the needed place for law enforcement to take someone instead of to jail or to the emergency room. Um, Some really good news is that Piedmont Hill Hospital, actually the whole entire Piedmont corporate has now hired a behavioral health specialist to oversee behavioral health issues in their emergency rooms throughout their network. And that's going to be able to improve services and delivery to, to those who need them also. Wow. So all together, I'm very hopeful about 2022. I think um, we have lots to look forward to. There's just so much that can be done. And, um, I, and again, I appreciate so much the work that's being done.
0: Wow, thank you so much for answering all the questions. But anyway, so L- Lewis, Carol, I'm sure glad y'all are here. <laughs>
6: We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of the community to carry out this vision and together
0: we are stronger.
6: Anyway, so I say that to say
0: this, and, and you're right, Commissioner, there's a lot of good stuff has been done. Uh, one of the things, and, and, you know, the Commissioner is our fearless leader, and that means we will get something done for sure. Um, one of the things is this this radio broadcast, and, and I am so grateful because Diane Marinelli had actually, when, when I was doing the reconnaissance for stepping up, which was the, I don't know, two or three years ago, G.L. Time, yeah, time Flies. I had met with a gentleman called Hurricane Maine, and he told me that he was going to set up a radio uh, platform and was selling spaces, et cetera, et cetera. And I told him well, we would really like to partner with him when the time came. And then, I don't know, in the midst of a lot of different work processes, I got a call from Diane and she said, guess what? I found out this great thing. She said, let's do a radio show. <laughs> and she said, we, we, I bought you guys some ta- airtime with Hurricane Maine and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I say that to say this. Since then, this will be our 52nd episode of the radio show. That means we've had one every week this year. And, and, and you know, what that means is that we have done 2,681 minutes of airtime and 51 episodes and and countless people have been reached and countless people have been involved. We've covered a very great cross section of people. We've had judges, we've had commissioners, we've had barbers, we've had people from the public defender's office, we've had police officers, we've had just everybody. We've had NAMI, we've had just everybody has been on the show. We've had people from different places. We've had people from DBHDD. We've just had a very good cross section of people talking about recovery on a lot of different levels. So for that, I am truly grateful. Um, I, I also know that we've done a lot of good pro-social, because you know, and, and it's great to um, it, it's great to do good work. But I think what is also equally as great is that. When that work is not just work, when it becomes the very fiber of what we believe and what we do, and and this is something that I've seen here, and maybe I'm just seeing it because I'm a late bloomer, (laughs) because I know you guys have been doing this for a real long time while I was out there playing in the yard, man, But, but, you know, I I see us and and we have come together and we have brought people together and we have laughed and we have loved and we have eaten and and we have sang and we've danced and and we've ridden motorcycles. We've done a lot of different things. And so um, I know that as I was looking at some of the things we've done, I know that we had the big ride for recovery and and shout out to NAMI for just always being wherever we are, man. NAMI is post up with us. Right. And, And you know, just, I, I'm just watching the, the, you know, when we did the live stream that event, I had people call me from other places and say, who was that lady that was talking, right? And, and they were talking about Claudette, because she's talking about the programming and she's talking about, you know, just changing the community in this very, very strong advocate voice. You know what I'm saying? That's like changing the world. And, and so I know that we did the year of the peer, which was a phenomenal event. I know that we did the uh, Accountability Court Judges Conference. That was a phenomenal event. The Stepping Up Steering Committee yearly meeting, that that cap off meeting, that was an incredible thing because I see all of the people together. We got people in recovery. We got the service providers. We got the officers. We got everybody together. And, And that's the thing that I think is missing from a lot of places. Is that recovery happens in those singular pockets, or but not together, right? And I've heard a lot of people talk about it. So let me ask you a question based on your interactions: Which, what, what do you think about the pro-social efforts that we've made this year? Not to mention when Nami gave the awards, the Nami Awards, but that was a gala event, right? Yay! I got a chance to step the award for the commissioner. Was like. <laughs> What, who does this can't make this up. So what was that like what what were those events like? what does that do to your system of belief to your vision because you've been watching these systems for a long time So I'm gonna start with you Brenda what was what what impacted those pro-social efforts we had what impact did that have on you?
2: Well it gave me an opportunity to recognize that you know now on every level, that we are all coming together. It's like, you know, from the, you know, there's an old saying, you know, in some of the communities where I used to work, it's either you can take me to the White House or to the outhouse. So yeah. saying that we are on all levels now, the, the playing field has the opportunity of being fair, you know, or or bringing in a mindset change. Probably some years ago, some judges would not have believed in accountability courts, or taking in consideration the mental health or substance disorder of a person. So it just opened up the door to be able to see uh, an ex-offender sit at the table with a superior court judge, unheard of, and, and to be able to have communication together. And for that person to feel you know, so valued and I'm not standing up there with an orange jumpsuit on or some kind of stripy suit on, but I'm actually sitting at the table with someone who had probably one time sentenced me. Yes. And so I, I I can appreciate that, you know, and being able to see them hug each other because those pro-social activities brought them to points where they shook hands, they hugged, they stood there and had conversation together. So it's really coming back to the, the whole human spirit of this. So I just hope to see more as we go into 2022.
0: Yeah, wow, thank you. Louis, I wanna ask you, Louis, what 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 impacted all of those pro-social events? What impact did that have on you?
3: Well, Bill, honestly, um, I have to uh, agree with Ms. Ernest on a lot of things. First and foremost, it just validates the, um, it, it just emphasizes, not validates, because the program validates itself it emphasizes the fact that people care, you know? And before I got into my situation, I never thought that I would actually have a conversation with a Judge Bills or a Judge Mumford at a round table, the other long without someone without handcuffs or a jumpsuit or anything like that. They are people that treated me like people, that treat everyone else like people. And that shows that they care. You know, they don't have to do this, you know? This is a genuine, it shows that people are genuine, that the program is going in the right direction. And these people are tangible. You can reach out and touch them and have a conversation with them and actually talk to them. Maybe you don't want to talk to your case manager. You know, your honor, I have a real problem. What's wrong with you? That's something that you don't see all the time. I've never seen it. So it's trending in the right direction. It's a good thing. And um, it just makes me feel comfortable enough to know that, hey, uh, if I have a problem, I can talk to somebody. But moreover, it's just... it's just people care, you know, it's one thing, you know, faith without work is dead, you know, so when, yes. people, when you have someone that talk about it, but then they're walking the walk, that's just something totally different.
0: Yes. Well, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Claudette, what kind of tell us how have those pro social, because I saw you in the front, on the front line. Yes, sir. Microphone in hand. All right Joker you know and, and so Claudette in every pro-social event I was at you were there you went your booth with the canopy chasing brochures and they were flying through the wind you know what I'm saying and, and yeah so Claudette how have all of those pro-social events how has that impacted you and the work you do well um, I just want to ditto everything that
1: uh, both uh, Brenda and Lewis just mentioned, um, it's about coming together, you know, as a community. And NAMI was built based on grassroots participation. So, you know, that means we want to come together from the basis of the community. And that's how we, you know, get rid of all the stigma that's built around uh, mental illness. We get out there in the community and find out, what it is that's um, really needed, you know? It was really honorable to participate in so many events where, you know, the peers' recovery actually participated. Yeah. And, um, and and standing right there, you know, along with, you know, legislate, legislators that are in the community that can hear what it is that these individuals that are living the experience actually need and that can advocate for change. And so that to me is really, it's really special, because, you know, as a community, we need to have all of the game players um, in hand. We We need to know what's needed from the, you know, the individuals and their families who are actually going through um, recovery and you know having mental health challenges and in order to do that we need to know both spectrums we need to know what it is that they're going through what it is that they need and then we have to pair that with the legislators that are actually that actually have the voice and the platform and the power to make those changes so yes. um, each of these events were really special, and I, I I was just honored to be able to be part of that. Thank you for so, sharing
0: that. Yeah. That's so powerful, Carol. And I know Carol, you were at the majority of those events. So, what was your takeaway from our pro-social outreaches?
4: My takeaway as a person in recovery was that I had the opportunity to meet all these people that make this thing work. It wasn't just a it wasn't just a lot of talk. All these people were there, they were involved. They came up to you and introduced themselves. It just showed me that the community works together as a whole. It gave me the opportunity to see the people that I never thought I would see on this side of the table. Like Lewis, I saw him in shackles. But now I've got advocates that are judges and commissioners and project managers. And it's an awesome, wonderful feeling if you do the work they're there to help you
0: yes yes wow thank you so much
6: you are listening to cat 10 ent radio which is the home of the hurricane Maine show hosted by hurricane Maine himself along with his co-host the inspirational dejan every week Monday through Friday at 10 and 8 p.m. Cat 10 ENT is also home to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show, hosted by the world-renowned Bill Carruthers and co-hosted by myself, Tanisha Character, where we bring you recovery messages every Wednesday at 12 noon and rebroadcast Thursdays at 1 p.m another amazing show here on cat 10 ent is believing and becoming hosted by the intentional pastor bernice green and co-hosted by the courageous Dejeuner every friday at 12 noon rebroadcasting at 6 p.m so tune in to hear our team here at cat 10 ent by visiting our website Category Ten entertainmentcom That's www dot c a t e g o r y. The number ten e n t e r t a i n m e n t dot com. And, and you know.
0: Uh, we we always tease her because we call her our fearless leader, but she is fearless. She is our fearless leader. <laughs> and, and, we, and what she tells us to do, we do it too, right? So Commissioner, what? and I know that you've been doing this for a long time. And the first time I came here was back in 16 or 17, whenever it was, to speak at one of your events. And, and to see those happening, like, I don't know, we probably have five or six or seven of them this year. and. and You know, even in the, nothing stopped us, but what is your takeaway? What impact does that have on you?
5: I think, you know, thinking back to the first community mental health forum that we had, I think what really struck me was how many people came. Yeah. Because, you know, until you really have your hands on it and, and are talking with people, you don't know what the interest is out there, but mental illness addiction reaches so many people. I I don't know anybody that doesn't have a story about a family member or a friend. And so raising awareness, reducing stigma and educating people has always been my goal. Because once you raise awareness that there's a problem, then you have to be able to provide a solution, which I believe we are doing right now with Stepping Up. By raising awareness and presenting a solution, we are helping to reduce stigma. And those gatherings where we have the judges and the law enforcement and the government leaders and the providers and the peers all together, you realize that we're all just human beings we are all just people with our own issues, with our own um, experiences. And, and that's the commonality of it. And that's what helps to reduce stigma. And then educating, there's just so much education that needs to go on. And that's the, that's the messaging part. And that's what this Recovery Hour does, is it messages to people about hope, about services, about opportunities yes which and and so all three of those things work together raise awareness reduce stigma and education and I'm just looking forward to 2022
0: yes absolutely and so one of the things and, and I know that a lot of people don't know that when when our leaders uh, you know a lot of leaders don't have that there, there are some people that want to be leaders that don't have platforms. And there are a lot of people that want to be leaders, and they use a lot of different subterfuge to try to be that. And then there are leaders that are in the trenches with their hands on it. And, and, and to me, that's the most powerful thing there is. And, and the reason that, and we've, I've shared this before, see, because I, I was always the person, I wouldn't follow anybody, right, that was going in the right direction, really, let me say that. But to have a leader whose goal is to make us all leaders. I think that is the thing right there. You know what I'm saying? To have a leader whose goal is to make us all leaders, and that's a big deal. Um, I know that, Commissioner, you were talking about the education process, and I remember many years back as we sat down, and I know a lot of people don't know that I'm the stepping up project developer. People say, what is that? (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's work. But anyway, you know, I remember we were sitting down and we were creating the project plan and we were talking about messaging. And I don't know that when we said messaging did we mean Germany, but we obviously we did. I know that we were talking about enhancing peer support because recovery has to run all the way through it. And I was looking at some of our data and statistics. And what I came out with was when I first got here, and I walked up to a few different people and I asked them, Where's the peer support? They say, Oh, it's Walter and Nora, but Nora's leaving. That's it. I'm like, That's it. That's it. Right. Today, I know, and I was looking at the people that have been certified last year. We got Chris Jackson, we got Carol, we got Tanisha, we got Michael, we got Sarah. We got Steven. We have Andrea. We have Natalie. We've got all of those people that have been certified. We got people that have, we got Claudette, who's a CPSP. Woo! Watch out, y'all. That's right. When the president comes down and becomes a CPSP, that's when you know you're working with something, right? Um, I know that Suzanne and Carol and myself, we went and got our forensics because we wanted to make sure, because we knew part of this project plan is to take these programs into jails. So we went and got those specialized certifications. I know stepping up supported people across the board with that type of education. So I wanna ask you guys a quick question about that because it is no longer just Walter. It is, and I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12, I count 13 people now that are in the peer support network, intentional peer support people that are ready to go across this continuum. So uh, Claudette and Carol, what is it like? How has the, those systems and the education that comes from those systems, how has that changed the way you look at recovery, people, system change, and all of that. And I'm going to start with you, Claudette. How, how What was that like, the CPSP? How did that impact you?
1: Oh, wow. That was really um, extremely impactful because what better way is there to support someone than to be able to share your own experience, you know, and to communicate with someone In a manner where you're bringing it down to a level that they can understand, and you are, you know, you're taught to bring it to that peer and meet them where they need to be met, and that's so very important because so often we have this perception that you know we want we want to be able to tell someone how to go about. Yes, their recovery, recovery. Yes. without really building that that bond that's needed for you know that trust for them to be transparent enough to for you to get to a level to where you can understand exactly where it is they're coming from and that you know often takes a lot of trust building and what better way to do that than pairings, with, you know, pairing up with someone who has shared the same experience and that you can share your experience with. Wow, thank you so much.
0: You're absolutely right about that. And Carol, let me ask you a question, Carol. How was those trainings? And I know you did the thing with Dr. Deidre, the cultural competency. You did the forensics. You did the CPS. You did the, the old writing apps and all that kind of stuff. And I know that for Carol, I know you've been extremely diligent to regain and recapture and evolve in the field of electronics and all those things. How has that impacted you in your recovery?
4: Well, it's taken my naps away. I know longer have a nap every afternoon. <laughs> no more naps. No more oh. naps. That's the name of my book, No More Naps. It has, um, it's such a crazy thing because I've been out of prison 13 months now. But in learning the process of how to talk about my experience, it has, it has really freed me more than walking out those doors. You know, I, I look at people different. I'm not here to fix anybody. Nobody was here to fix me. They're, they shared the information with me and, you know, I grew from it. I took it and I ran. I did the work and being able to help somebody else do the same thing is so empowering. It, yes. it's, it's what I'm gonna do the rest of my life. And I know that now.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Carol. And Lewis, I know that, and so there's all different kinds of things. I know that we did a partnership with Piedmont Technical College with the industrial maintenance program. And I know Lewis graduated and excelled in that one as well. So Lewis, how did that impact you and your recovery? having access to that level of technical acumen and expertise that you added to your already extensive background?
3: (laughs) Stop, stop. (laughs) Uh, It helped out a lot. Mostly it helped me to, it gave me hope, honestly, because when I got arrested and was uh, locked up and everything, I thought my career was over, basically. I've been in technology for over 25, for about 25 years, over 25 years, and uh, to be locked up that long is like an eternity, and you cannot get behind the times in technology. When I was accepted into the industrial maintenance program, that gave me hope, because it's it's almost like a reset of mind. You start taking trigonometry, geometry, principles of physics, whatever we would take. And there were jobs left, right, left, right. I said, like, "Wow, I can actually do this. I can actually get back to where I was, even better, more, more, um, better than before." It just gave me hope. Um, it rejuvenated my life and rejuvenated my mind. And um, it gave me uh, a way of helping other uh, some of the younger guys in the program who probably felt the same way. I said, "Hey, listen, I went through this program. It helped me. Why don't you, you know, take advantage of the opportunity to just present yourself?" And now we have more and more people going over to yes. Covington, to the program, and they're they're better than they were when they first went into jail. Yes. So it's it's a win-win for everybody. It helped me and it helped me get, present a, a different alternative than what you were doing before they got you in jail in the first place. So it, it was just great,
0: Bill. Man, thank you for sharing that. Did he say mm-hmm. trigonometry and physics? <laughs> anyway, man, I am... So grateful that you're here. Anyway, with that being said, uh, you know, and I just, I want to just say this. The commissioner told us that those partnerships and those education processes was something that she wanted to happen. And we did. Because when she tells you to do something, you do it. Even though she says it real nice and kind and low, she means do it. She also said that we wanted to take programming into the jails. And we did it. Brenda is in the jails as the intercept clinician, which is part of our uh, project plan with the intercept, the sequential intercept model. Brenda's in there and she is intercepting and disrupting. Believe that. If you don't believe nothing else, believe that, right? And so I also know that we've had a, we take a recovery curriculum inside the jail. Uh, we started on June the 25th. And since then we've had 30 separate meetings and, but this is the part. And I wanna explain this. An encounter, an encounter is a one hour period, an interaction between recovery and a person. Now, sometimes we have to do those encounters in groups and clusters. So when you hear me say we did 30 meetings, You might say, that's not that big a deal. But when I say that we did 360 separate encounters, that is a big deal. That means 360 people got something tangible that had the possibility of impacting or changing their life, and they didn't have to pay for it because this is not about money, property, prestige, or programming. This is about people. So saying that to say this, that is powerful. She also told us that she wanted recovery-oriented systems of care to change the way that our, our systems are doing business. Saying that to say this, we set up a Zoom platform as a response to COVID. And since the, that was March the 17th, 2019, 2020, whatever year it was, um, gee, how time flies when you're working in a coal mine. We don't even know what year it is, but all we know is we showing up for work. Um, we have done 862 meetings, actually about 900 meetings now. We had over 15,000 encounters see, I don't know if you can even wrap your mind around what that means. That means 15,000 people got a sandwich, a sandwich that when they ate it, it had the potential to change them on the inside. Now, I don't know if you eat 15,000 sandwiches in a year. You may eat more than that. Maybe you want to count donuts and cookies instead of sandwich, but you get what I'm saying. We put some work in. And if we were charging for that, that would have been over $250,000 worth of services, but it was free. Because that's the thing about stepping up, and that's the thing about this thing that Commissioner Williams is talking about and doing. We're talking about providing services for people that don't have money. We're not talking about coming up. We're not talking about profiting. We're talking about serving. We're talking about serving populations of people because they deserve the opportunity to recover on whatever level that is. So I say that to say this, you know, so many things have happened, so many systems that we've come into contact with, those systems are now more robust. Those systems are now operating on different levels. I know that when I first came here, when people said stepping up, so people were kind of like, they had these puzzled looks on their faces. I'm not sure I know what that means. Uh, I think I've heard of it. Well, guess what? When you say stepping up now, people understand it is a thing. So if people wonder what Commissioner Williams is about and what the stepping up initiative is about, if you're not under a rock or if you were listening to us today, then you should have some insight.
6: We are proud to announce that by the contributions, talents, and skills of our very own recovery community members, today we are able to invite you to stay connected with us and recovery resources by visiting our website, www.rockdalesteppingup.com.
0: want to thank you paulette being the president of nami rockdale newton i want to thank you for showing up i want to thank you for the advocacy i want to thank you for all of those if you look at our social media and every one of those pro social events you were there carol i want to thank you so much carol built helped build the stepping up website carol transports people hours and endless hours of just digital remastering. She partners with Tanisha to create the jail curriculums and the radio shows and, and, and so many different things. I want to thank you. I, I want to thank you, They Your application is in to be part of that provider network that is taking people into the jails. And, and just the other day, Corporal Kilgore was talking about you to the guys. And, and I want people to understand that and I remember a couple of years back, the commissioner said, well, Bill, that's not exactly how development works. And it ain't. And that's why I think it's working better than traditionally it works, because we are doing it. And, and instead of saying we should do it, we are doing it so people can't say we can't do it. And, and, and so I can't count the number of times that I said to the commissioner and, and you know, we learn and we grow. Right. I said to the commissioner, you know, I think it would be a good idea if we did such and such. And she said, I think that's a great idea. When are you starting? (laughs) When are you going to kick that off? (laughs) And, and, And one of the things she said to me, she said, Bill, be ambitious. And when she said be ambitious, I kind of thought about what exactly does that mean? I know what it means to me, but I wonder what it means with her doctorate. Today, I know what that means, right? That means, man, we're, what am I supposed to do next? Yes, that means doing the amazing triple without a net. What that means is that failure is not an option for us. What that means is that there is no limit to what can happen. What that means is that we are not inside conventional thinking or conventional wisdom. What that means is that together we are stronger. So I want to ask you guys another question. I asked you this question before, but I want to ask you again because we covered a lot of content. What message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land? Everybody out there in Radio Land, this is Bill and Tanisha with the Great Race the Recovery Hour. We've got Claudette, who is the president of NAMI. Rocknell Newton, we got Lewis, who is not only an alumni, but he's a lot of different things. We got Carol, who is just instrumental in so many of our design processes and a person in long-term recovery. And we have our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams. And they have come together with us today to do the year-end recap show. And we've been talking about what we've been being about, because it ain't just talk. You can't just talk to talk, you got to let you know the rest anyway. Claudette, what message do you have for all the people out there Radio Land are going to hear the sound of your voice? What are you going to tell them about NAMI, tell them about stepping up, tell them about you, since so you're good at telling people what to do?
1: <laughs> well, what I want to tell everyone is that we are going to continue to be here, as I was say, at the beginning of the broadcast. This upcoming year, we're going to be more doing more of the same, but more. And we're going to continue supporting, um, educating, advocating. As a matter of fact, we have—we're preparing right now for our yearly mental health day at the Capitol, where we're going to be going out to the Capitol and meeting with our uh, local and state legislators and advocating for all s- sorts of mental health topics that the community will will bring to the forefront. So we're preparing for that. We're gonna continue with our uh, monthly support groups. We're here for both families um, that are supporting um, individuals and individuals that are having lived experience with mental health challenges. We're gonna continue partnering with all of our great community partners. Just continue doing what we do. Well,
0: thank you for that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Lewis, what message do you have for all the people out there that have them pause up on their wall, man?
3: <laughs> if you have a problem or if you have anything going on that you feel you can't talk to anybody about, you do. You know, speak out and show out. Um, don't wait till it's too late till you get yourself into a situation where you're at a crossroads of your life and you don't have to do that. There are resources available. There are people available that care, you know, You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to walk and navigate the channels by yourself. Speak up, speak out, and get help. Well, thank you, Lewis.
0: Carol, what message do you have for all the people out there in Radio Land that are gonna hear the sound of your voice, Carol? I'd like to say, as Lewis did, that we're available
4: to everybody that can hear our voice and those that can't, I mean, even in Germany, they can hop on our Zoom meetings. Recovery's real. There's a lot of people that care. Every time I meet somebody, they hear about my recovery story. It's it's what I want to do. I just want to help everybody. I want to put my hand out to everybody. So if y'all see me out there, let's talk. There's a lot of resources in Rockdale County to save my life. Thank you.
0: Wow. Thank you, Carol. And and Commissioner Williams, the tip of the spear in every one of these broadcasts, y'all heard about her, you've heard about the tip of the spear, our fearless leader, and there she is. Commissioner, what message do you have for all the people that are our faithful viewers, all the people that send in the questions, all the people that are wondering what's moving and shaking in Rockdale, all the people that wonder what does Commissioner Williams think? Tell them, Commissioner.
5: I think in one word, it's about hope. It's about hope to change your life, to change, because you only have control over your own life. But by changing your own life, you impact those around you. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When one person stabilizes, they not only stabilize themselves, they stabilize their family, which goes into the schools, which goes into the community, and makes a huge impact. So hope. There's the services to back it up. There's the people and the resources. Just don't
0: forget hope. Wow, thank you so much. And, you know, to to the commissioner's point, man, we got some really great stuff coming up, the Diversion Center coming to a theater near us. You know, there's gonna be a clinical solution to jail for people. We got these programs going into jail. We got Zoom meetings that are going out twice a day, 11 o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the evening. You know, we've got so many different things. And, and I just wanna thank you guys because you guys are the people that make this happen. wanna thank you for the impact that you guys have on my life. I talk to you guys every day. Um, we are not alone. We are not in the dark. We are not in the dark ages. We have progressive leadership. We got a commissioner and a president on here today. I'm just saying, we got people in recovery on here today. We got people who've been in the penitentiary here today. We got people who know how to fill out a commissary sheet here today, Uh, and you know what I'm saying? And we got recovery that is real today. We got people who are living a dream today. So you know, if you want your dreams and your recovery and your hope and all these, these different things, then suit up and show up about with the things that we're talking about. Anyway, with that being said, my name is Bill. This is Bill and Tanisha with the Great and Grace Recovery Hour. Tanisha, will you tell the people how they can get access to this message?
6: Yes, I definitely can. And actually, I would like to tell all of our listeners, be sure to tune in next week on January 5th for a special announcement. As the creative marketing consultant for the Rockdale Stepping Up Initiative, I have been working on putting together something special as we move into the new year of 2022, something just for our followers. And I'm going to make sure to make that announcement on next week. So y'all stay tuned um, and go follow all of the Grit and Grace RCO social media pages we're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can also find out more about what we're doing in the recovery community here in Rockdale by going to our website, which is RockdaleSteppingUp.com. If you go to the bottom of that page, there's a Stay Connected tab. If you click on that Stay Connected tab, it'll take you to our newsletters where you can see the whole library of our newsletters. And if you click on the newsletters, You will get a video message from Commissioner Doreen Williams. I know you all just heard from her today. What an awesome woman and awesome leader she is. But she has a message on there for you all and for the recovery community. Also, every month we select a champion of recovery which is a person in recovery telling their story and giving us a little bit of hope. There's a video of that on there. There's also several different recovery resources and community announcements, partnerships. All of those things are uh, listed in our newsletter. Also, if you want to stay connected with us and keep hearing these messages, the ones just like you have heard today, we broadcast every Wednesday at 12 noon And we replay again on Thursdays at 1 p.m. That is on the Cat 10 Entertainment under the HisHop Network app. So if you cannot listen at those times, you can listen to our podcast at your convenience. We are listed on several different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts have a very very happy new year and you all will hear from us next year in 2022 stay tuned for that big announcement y'all keep coming back
0: anyway with that being said man thank you to all the people out there radio land to all of our listeners that have that rode with us throughout this whole entire year we want to thank you want to thank you from the bottom of our heart Because without you, we would just be talking to ourselves. And you know what happens when you talk to yourself in front of Claudette and the commissioner? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's right. So anyway, with that being said, we want to thank this is Bill, Tanisha, and uh, our partners. And we want to, y'all just have a great, great new year. Please keep yourself safe. And we will see you again next year. Yay! And the crowd goes wild.
6: Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.